0: Charged it up if your, bat- your Bible has some battery power. Uh, find with me Galatians. Galatians chapter number six. Y'all, today's message is probably uh, one of the most challenging messages I will probably ever preach in my life. Um, this message has challenged me. I've wrestled and wrestled with it, and I believe it's going to be a blessing to you. Uh, because it's so challenging, I believe it's going to be freeing for most of us. This message is going to be free. I do encourage you to turn your spiritual ears on and listen to what God has to say to you today. Again, this message is going to challenge you. Do me a favor and tell your neighbor this message will challenge you. Just tell them that. This message will challenge you. This message is going to challenge you. Amen. This is going to be a challenge. It's going to be a fun message, but it's going to be a challenging message uh, for you. This message has challenged me. Uh, I've been so challenged by Galatians chapter chapter number six. Galatians chapter number six. This is probably one of my most favorite verses of Scripture in the Bible, although I did not know why I liked it so much. I didn't know why until God challenged me with it Galatians chapter six and I'm just going to read one verse and that is verse number nine Galatians six and nine I pray that you came prepared to take some notes feel free to take pictures of the screens if you so desire Um, go back and listen to the podcast this is going to be one of those messages that you're going to have to hear again Galatians chapter six look at verse number nine and the new King James version reads like this and let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we don't faint. Glory to God. Father, we thank you for your word. Now send it with clarity, with authority, with conviction. Father, we pray now for the ear of the hearer. Allow us to hear what you are saying to the church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Um we're in we're in our growth. Everybody say grow. We're in our growth series and I was I was praying to God and I was asking God about the whole growth series. And I said, Lord, okay, what are you saying here? Here's what God spoke to me. He said, you're talking about growth. He said, but there is one verse in the scripture where I tell people not to grow. And I said, wow, I didn't think about that. We're talking about growth, but there's but there's an area in scripture where God says, I don't want you to grow in this regard. And so in, in Galatians six, nine, we always focus on the due season portion of Galatians six and nine. And we we shout about it and when even when you hear it because because you are so stimulated by due season and reaping the harvest that many times we forget about the front part of Galatians six and nine, about the not growing weary portion of Galatians six and nine. So getting this message gonna challenge, gonna bless you. It's probably gonna be one of the most challenging messages you ever heard, but it's gonna bless you. So so watch this. So he says, so Paul says, Let us not grow weary. have you underlined that in your Bible yet, underlined it. Let us not grow weary while doing good. Let us not grow weary. I want to talk to you this morning about the principle of rest. Everybody say rest. I want to talk to you about the principle of rest. Paul knew that the responsibility of a Christian life was going to be overwhelming. Paul knew that um, living life as a Christian would be tough. He knew that. And so Paul wrote to the church at Galilee where are we at? Okay, there we are. So he wrote to the church at Galatia and he was telling them that that there are going to be times when you are going to get tired of being a Christian or you're going to get tired of living the Christian life. So Paul knew that. Paul would say things to them like, stand fast in the liberty by which Christ has made you free. Do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Those were the kind of things that, that Paul would say. Paul would say things like you ran well who hindered you from obeying the truth. And he's writing to a church that he understands that they're going to get tired sometimes. Glory to God. And watch this. I understand because I've been a Christian for a while now. And the reality is, is that sometimes you get tired of doing the right thing. Glory to God. Let me, let me, can I, can I just, can I, can I just, uh, can I just give y'all the ELV version? Can I give y'all, listen, watch this. Sometimes you just want to slap some folk. Can I, can I just say it? Can I just keep it real and say it like that? You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Some, 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 sometimes you want to take your Christian hat off and cuss some folk out. Can I just say, can I just keep it real with y'all? Sometimes, sometimes you just, you just get tired of, you just get tired of always being the one that had to do the right thing and always get tired of the one always having to say the right thing. Okay, you cuss me out. You mean I can't cuss you back out? You mean that you slap, I'm supposed to turn my cheek? The devil, no, well, Paul understood Paul understood that there were going to be times for man, you just not feeling being a Christian today. (laughs) Glory to God. Paul got it. He understood. So watch this. So Paul puts this clause in the book of Galatians. Paul said in Galatians six, nine, Paul says, don't get tired of doing good. Don't don't get weary of doing good because watch this, watch this. You have three major opponents that you're fighting every day that could cause you to get tired. There are three major opponents you're fighting every day that could cause you to get tired. The one is your own natural weaknesses. Your own natural weaknesses. Because all of us have our own natural stuff that we're dealing with. Glory to God. Uh, uh some, watch this. Some people, y'all will notice, if you're a 70s baby, you'll notice, some people just naughty by nature. Y'all know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Glory to God. So so he so he's saying, you know, so we have our own weaknesses. We have our own we have our own proclivities and our own thing that we're dealing with on our own self. Some some people your weakness is drinking, and sometimes it's just difficult for you to walk past that cool and not grab something out of it. Some people's weaknesses are smoking or cursing, or some people, some people you just, you know, you just you got a freak demon. Lord Jesus. That might didn't come out right. That that probably, Lord forgive me, for I have sinned. That probably didn't come out right. But (laughs) hopefully we can edit that. (laughs) But. But we have our own stuff that we deal. Sometimes, sometimes you want to just let go. Have you ever just, you ever just wanted just to just wild out one day? Just, see, that, that's why some of y'all be trying to go out of town. Come on, y'all know I'm telling the truth. Trying to go out of town so you can just wild out. Because you get tired of doing right. (laughs) You get tired of going to restaurants and people know you. You want to go somewhere where nobody know you. You be walking in the hotel, Be you be looking in the window, see if you know the lady at the behind the desk. Paul knew that sometimes you're going to want to wild out. He knew that. But that's why he said, but you can't get tired of doing good. So you've got to fight your own natural weakness. Then, And then number two, you've got to, you, uh, you've got to oppose evil spirits. There's some evil spirits that you've got to deal with. There's some evil spirits. Not only do you have to battle against your own flesh and your own proclivities and your own sinful desires, but now you've got a, you've got the opposition of evil spirits. Ephesians 6 12 says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but it goes on and talks about there's a host of spiritual wickedness that we have to deal with. So not only am I fighting my own proclivities, not only am I fighting my own sinful desire, my own sinful nature, but you mean to tell me I also have to fight demons that's picking on me? I have to have, I'll, I'll have to fight these, these these tormenting thoughts and these the torment the, the torments of the enemy that the enemy tries to bring on my life. I also have to fight that. And so so Paul said, I, I understand, but still don't don't grow weary, don't get tired, don't grow weary. Not only watch this now I got to fight my own weakness, where I, Matthew twenty six forty one says the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. So I got to fight my flesh. I got to fight demons. And watch this number three. And then sometimes you just got to deal with some evil folk. Sometimes just people are just evil. Sometimes people are just mean. You got to deal with some mean folk. You own your job. Watch this. You've never done anything to those people. Why they don't like you? Why are they always trying to go behind your back and tell about you? You told about me being on my phone. Did you tell them about you being on your phone? You talked about me sending personal emails. Have anybody ran through your personal emails lately? Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so, so sometimes you just got to deal with just some evil people. Sometimes people will try to run you over. People will break in your house and steal your things. And, and people, will, sometimes you got to just deal with just evil people. Watch this. Sometimes it's some ooh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Do you know, watch this. Do you know that the devil come to church just like God does? Now watch this. The only way the devil can get into church is through somebody had to bring him. Hootie hoo. So some, so, so now you got to deal with all of this, your own weaknesses. You got to deal uh, with, with evil people and you got to deal with demons. That's a, that's a lot to deal with. And Paul understood, and that's why he said, he said, don't grow weary in well-doing. Don't get tired of doing good. Christians often feel like there is so much work that that uh, that is impossible to do it all. And there are so many demands on your time, so many demands on your energy, so many demands on your money, your finances, so much, so much ingratitude amongst the people that you're trying to bless. Watch this. Sometimes you bless your kids, and you bless them so much. Watch this. And the more you give them, and sing the more they want you just bought them a pair of new shoes you have three pair of new shoes going to school and you want some more you need to tell them when we want to go when we were going to school hallelujah you had one pair of school shoes and one pair of church shoes and when you came home you took them church them school shoes off and you put your play shoes on glory to god if you tore your play shoes up you walked around watch Said grandmama called it barefooty. Now you got more shoes, you know what to do with it. And you're still asking for more shoes. Glory to God. You buy them a phone and they'll break that one just so you can buy them another one. So much ingratitude. There's just, they're sometimes there's just so much ungratefulness and the people that's in your life that you're trying to help. And sometimes, man, sometimes people can seem, seem as if that they are so ungrateful for the things that you're trying to do in their life. But Paul understood. And Paul said, wait a minute, don't get tired. Wait a minute. He said, don't get tired. Because, because he understood that growing weary and doing good is an ever-present danger in the life of a Christian. He understood that. He understood that getting tired of being a Christian was ever-present in all of our lives. The reality is, is that all of us have wanted to wild out at least one time or another in our lives. Especially when you see your friends still wilding. You got saved and cleaned your life up. And your boys still out there doing what they do. Hallelujah. Why is it when you get saved, that's when you got broke? <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. And your homeboy talking about, I, I, I can, you know what I'm saying, I hit you this lick, car. I can teach, I can, yeah, y'all, you can flip this, man, and you know what I'm saying. Let me get out of that roll. There are things, watch this, watch this, watch this. Here we go, here we go, here we go, follow me, walk with me, walk with me, walk with me. There are things that we can do to minimize weariness. There are some things that we can do to minimize weariness. And it is encouched in the canon of scripture. There are some things we can do to minimize weariness but because, because God wants to operate in the spirit of peace. He, don't, he doesn't want us, he don't want us to be to be weary Christians or become weary of serving God. So there are things that we can do to minimize the weariness. Watch this. The answer is found in Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20. L- listen, listen. if you have one of those electronic Bibles, if you'll go there real quick, if you have a regular Bible, I want you to turn there. Uh, I won't ask you to turn to all the other scriptures, but I will ask you to go there. Exodus chapter 20. I want you to see this. Exodus chapter 20, verse... Verse number eight. Listen, this is, this is the fourth commandment. Everybody say the fourth commandment, this fourth commandment. And watch this, watch this Moses or God had more to say about the fourth commandment than he did any other of the uh, other nine commandments that, that he'd given. He had more to say about the fourth commandment. Exodus chapter 20, verse eight says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work. You, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within the gate. Verse number 11. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in it, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, And hollowed it. Everybody say rest. We're talking about the principle of rest. Now watch this. Have y'all ever considered, have y'all ever considered how, how we believe the other nine commandments? We teach the other nine, but there's one we don't pay much attention to. The one God paid the most attention to is the one we pay the least amount of attention to watch this let me prove it let me prove it let me prove it if i were to ask you you know uh should we have any other god before him all of you guys would agree no we shouldn't do that uh he said no graven images we say okay god we get that we're not supposed to have any graven images what about don't take the lord's name in vain we always say yeah you know we heard that we know that one. We'll skip number four and this says, honor your father and mother in the lord we all we, we all understand that okay we got that one what about we shall not kill we all roll with that we got that we shall not kill what about we should not commit adultery we all know that we roll with that we understand that what about we should not steal or bear false witness or we shouldn't cover all of those we we would agree that we shouldn't do those or stay away from those but what about what about commandment number four the commandment that commands us to rest Woo. what about the one that commands us to rest many christians are growing weary of because we're not taking that Sabbath day rest. Now, Now I know what you're thinking. Many people think that the Sabbath is Sunday, but really the Sabbath is on a Saturday. But check this out. Here is the principle. I believe that this is principled, not legalistic. And I'll prove it to you in just a moment. It's a principle and not legalistic. Watch this. Here's what I'm saying to you. I I work on Saturday. I work on Saturday and I work on Sunday. So I can't take a Saturday and Sunday Sabbath. So I have to find another day throughout the week to take some time off. And God has really really challenged me in this regard. He's challenged me to take some time off to pull away. And I'm going to, I'm going to prove some things to you in just a few moments. Here's my first point. Rest gives God the opportunity to provide for you supernaturally. Rest gives God the opportunity to provide for you supernaturally. Let me say it like this. God can do more in six days than you can with seven. You don't believe me? Walk outside and look up at the, look up at the stars or look up in the sky and see what all God did in six days. God will provide for you supernaturally if you give him, if you give him that one day's rest. Exodus chapter 16, you'll see this on the screen. Exodus 16, 23 says it like this. Then he said to them, this is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is a Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Watch this. Bake what you will bake today. And boil what you will boil, and lay up for yourselves all that remains, watch this, to be kept until morning. In other words, this is the day before the day that you're going to rest. He says, cook what you're going to cook, boil what you're going to boil, lay it up, and then you're not going to cook and you're not going to boil on the day that you're supposed to rest. Verse 21, so they laid it up to the morning as Moses commanded, and watch this, it did not stink, nor were there any worms in it. Then Moses said, watch this, eat that today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the field. Watch this. Moses said this to them. Moses said, "Um, this is when God was raining manna down. Moses said, go get all that you need. Watch this. Because on this day, God's not even going to give you any manna because God understands the Sabbath's rest. So gather what you need. As a matter of fact, you remember that when, when the manna first started first start rolling, God, God told him, he said, get just what you need for today. But on the day before the Sabbath, God said, get twice as much on this day because God's not going to send manna on the, on, the, on the seventh day. Here's what I'm trying to tell you, that God is not obligated to provide for you when you work on the day that you should be resting. There's no super, there's no supernatural anointing, no supernatural overflow when you work on the day that you should be resting. Glory to God. I told you it it's challenging, but it's gonna be good for you. It's gonna be good for you because, because I'm, I'm, I, once I'm done with this message, you guys are gonna start planning some rest and you're gonna start seeing God supernaturally start to increase your life. Verse 26, he says, six days you shall gather, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will be none. Now it happened, watch this, that some of the people went out on the seventh day to gather, but they found none. And the Lord said to Moses, how long will you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? See, for the Lord has given you the Sabbath, therefore he gives you six days, six He gives you on the sixth day bread for two days. Let every man remain in his place. Let no man go out of his place on the seventh day. Verse number thirty. So that people rested on the seventh day. Watch this. Check this out. I was listening. I was listening to. um, I was listening to a minister, and he was talking about the restaurants in our city. Check this out. He said the average restaurant in our city. Matter of fact, the average chain restaurant averages about a million dollars a year. A million dollars a year. The average chain restaurants averages a million dollars a year, some more than that. Watch this. The average average restaurant in our city and around surrounding areas, they're open seven days a week. They average a million dollars open seven days a week. Watch this. And most of them are open 24 hours a day. Sunday is the highest grossing day for any restaurant that's open throughout the week. They love being open on Sundays. because There's a bunch of hungry church folk. But watch this. Sunday, the highest grossing day for restaurant chains. The highest grossing restaurant chain. Watch this. But there's one restaurant. I'm going somewhere with this. There's one restaurant that has made it their purpose. There's one restaurant that said that we will not work on a Sunday because we want to give our employees rest And worship. Watch this. This is going to bless your heart. Watch this. They're only open six days. They're closed one day. The other restaurants are only grossing about a million dollars a year. But Chick-fil-A is grossing five million dollars a year and only open six days. God can do more with six days than you can do with seven. God can do more with six days than you can with seven. Watch this, watch this. See, see, here's what happened. The, the world says, the world says, the world says, you know what? Man, you, you got to grind, fool. Rise and grind. I grind 365. Seven days a week, I grind. Know what you're going to do is you're going to grind yourself into some ashes. Earth to earth. Dust to dust. You're going to work yourself to death if you don't learn how to rest. And guess what? You become a weary Christian if you don't learn how to rest. Listen, working seven days a week is not a badge of honor. Why do we say it's okay to keep all the other commandments? We don't want to break the other commandments, but we'll break the fourth commandment, the one God said the most about. I was challenged with it too. Yeah, so I I know how you feel. Touch your neighbor said, Pastor, I know how you feel. Look at him. Yeah, Pastor, know how you feel. Yeah, Pastor, know how you feel. <laughs> Let, let's do let's look at it. Pastor, know how you feel? Glory to God. Watch this. Check this out. Check this out. Check this out. Here's what God does: God says, God said, I give you a day of rest. God gives a day of rest. Check this out. Check this out. Back in Egypt, check this out. Slaves didn't get a day off. Slaves worked seven days a week. They worked around the clock. Slaves did not get there. Only the elite, the rich, the wealthy people were able to take a day off. Slaves never got a day off. Here's what God is saying to you. God is saying, we're no longer slaves. Don't be slave to that job. Don't be slave to them kids. Don't be slave. No, you better learn how to take you some rest. Now watch this. I'm going to show you in scripture in a few moments why it's important to take at least one day off. Why it's important to take a day off to refresh yourself. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Because point number two, taking a day off gives us a chance to rest and be refreshed. It gives you a chance to rest and be refreshed. Some of you are wearing, watch this, many people are in the hospital now just so they can rest. I'll prove it to you in just a few moments. I'll prove it to you just a moment. Because if you don't, listen, if you don't rest yourself, God's going to make sure. I'll prove it. I'll prove it. I'll prove it. I'll prove it. I'll prove it in Scripture. I'll prove it. I'll prove it. Um, don't, don't turn that, but just sit on the screen. Exodus thirty-one fourteen. Exodus 31, 14 says, "You shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy to you. Every one of you who profanes it, watch this, shall surely be put to death." Man, that's mean. For whoever does any work on it, that person shall be cut off from amongst his people. Verse number 15, Work. Shall be done six days, but the seventh is the Sabbath of rest. Holy to the Lord, whoever does work on the Sabbath day shall surely be put to death. Therefore, the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath. Watch this to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations as a perpetual covenant. The word perpetual means forever. It means ongoing over and over as a perpetual covenant. Verse number 17 It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth and watch this on the seventh day. He rested and was refreshed. So now listen, we know that God never sleeps and God never, slumber. God doesn't get tired. So the word for, the word for refresh there, watch this, is a Hebrew word that means, that means to take a breath. It means to take a breath because watch this, for six days, for six days, God was breathing out. He was creating, he was speaking things into existence. And here's what the Bible says. The Bible says on the seventh day, he breathed in. He took his breath. Glory to God! So this is what God is saying to you. God has set this pattern for all of us. That some of some of you, the answer to the disease that's in your body right now is getting somewhere and going to sleep for a day. You trying to figure out why you got all this stuff going on in your life and why you can't? You know, your backache, your headache, and you got all this stuff. You got tumors and balls and all this kind of stuff. Listen, are you? Listen, learn how to get somewhere and sit down, honey. Martha, Martha. You're so cumbered by so many things. Mary has chosen the good part. And for that, it will not be taken from her. Amen. Woo, this is good preaching. Hallelujah. Nobody ran yet, so I'm in a good place. Amen. Glory to God. It gives you a chance to rest and be refreshed. Next, that there are consequences for not resting. There are consequences For not resting. Let's look at some of the consequences for not resting. There are consequences. Now, check this out. Now, understand this. Now, I'm talking principle. Now, look at me. Y'all look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. me. I don't want you to feel bad. I know some of you guys, y'all have got two jobs, y'all own businesses. And right now, man, y'all are are just grinding. Y'all are just going. And you feel like, Pastor, there's no way I can take a day off. Watch this. Watch this. If you start praying now, God, show me where I can take a day off. God, give me wisdom. Because I'm telling you, either you take a day off on your own or you're going to one day be forced to take some time off. And y'all know what I'm saying is true. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So there are consequences for not resting. Numbers chapter 15, you see it on scripture. Let's get on the screen. Numbers chapter 15, verse 32 says, Now while the children of Israel were in the wilderness, check this out. Watch this. They were in the, the wilderness, they found a man gathering sticks on the Sabbath day. They found a man gathering sticks on the Sabbath day. And those who found him gathering sticks brought him to Moses, and Aaron, and to all the congregation. Watch this. They put him under guard because it had not been explained what should be done to him. So watch this. This man is out on the Sabbath day gathering sticks. And they arrested him and put him under guard because he was gathering sticks on a Sabbath day. Verse 35. Watch this. The Lord said to Moses. That man, check this out, must surely be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him with stones outside the camp. So, as the Lord commanded Moses, all the congregation brought him outside the camp and stoned him with stones until he died. Wait a minute. God's serious about this Sabbath rest. Woo, he's serious about this thing. Because you do know that there's only about four sins in Scripture that required death or required death by stoning. One was murder. If you murdered somebody, then you'd be be killed or you'd be stoned. You committed adultery, you'd be stoned. If you were a continuously rebellious child, they would stone you to death. And guess what the last one was? Not keeping the Sabbath. Not taking the principle of a Sabbath day's rest. They were stoned because they didn't take the Sabbath day rest. Now, watch this. Now, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you now. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, Second Chronicles 30, 36 and verse 20 says, and those, check this out. Let let me go back. Let me go back. Y'all look at me. Look at me. I don't want you to feel. And I'll, pr- I'll prove the, the, that it's not legalistic here in just a moment. But I don't want you to feel like if if, if I'm working seven days, God's going to get me and I'm going I'm to be stoned. No, no. God understands where we are. God understands what's going on in our lives. But watch this. Does God still expect you to take a day's, a day's rest? You better know he does. Is God serious? Watch this. God God expects you to take a Sabbath day's rest just like he expects you not to commit adultery. They're all a part of their commandment. Just like God expects you not to steal, he also expects you to take a day's rest. He expects that. And there are consequences for not resting. Second Chronicles 36.20 says, And those who escaped from the sword, he carried away to Babylon. Watch this. Those who escaped from the sword, those who escaped from the sword, watch this. He carried them into Babylonian captivity where they became servants to him his sons unto the rule of the kingdom of Persia. Verse number 21. Y'all don't, don't, I want y'all to see this. I need you to see this. Check this out. To fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah. Watch this. Until the land had enjoyed her Sabbaths, as long as she lay desolate, she kept the Sabbath to fulfill 70 years. Israel had stopped keeping the Sabbath. They, God told them, he said, every, every, every six years, you should let the land lie dormant for that seventh year. And so in other words, for six years, you can plant, but on that seventh year, allow the land to lie dormant. Check this out. Israel stopped keeping the land or the, the, the Sabbath of the land. So in the seventh year, they would just go ahead and plant and they would just keep doing it. So just plant. check this out. Watch this. For 490 years, they broke the Sabbath. For 490 years, they would plant on that seventh year. And they kept doing it. Check this out. If you do something for 490 years, do you think that you're getting away with it? Sure you would. Yeah, you think. If you got away for 90 years, you thought you were good. But watch this. Check this out. Check this out. God allowed the Israelites... To go into Babylonian captivity, just so the land—they went into a seventy a seventy year Babylonian captivity. Watch this. Put the put the scripture back up there, so that the land could enjoy. Rest. God will move you out of the way so that your body, sometimes God will hook you up to an IV just so your body can enjoy. God will put you under anesthesia. I've heard people say that's the best sleep. (laughs) Why? You got to be put under anesthesia. What's wrong with you? I don't want no anesthesia just to go to sleep. But God put them in a 70-year captivity because he was so concerned about the land having its rest. If God is that concerned about the land having rest, how much more concerned is he about you having rest? Nothing is more important than honoring the word of the Lord. I told you about Chick Fil A. God can do more with six days than you can. Let me let me do let me do a side note. Watch this. That also pertains to the tithe. Glory to God. God can do more through you with the ninety percent than you can with that hundred percent. So when you give to God, you know what you're doing. You're inviting God to move on your behalf. Glory to God. Watch this. But there's also a blessing when you rest. It's my last point. There's a blessing when you rest. Mark chapter 2, verse 23. Uh, Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. He said, now what happened? Watch this. When he went through the grain fields on the Sabbath, as they went, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. This was the Sabbath. Uh, This is Jesus. Now, this is New Testament. So he was. they was going through the grain fields. It was on the Sabbath. The disciples started to pluck heads of grain. Watch this. And the Pharisees said to him, look. Why do they do what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath? He said to them, but he said, this is Jesus. He said to them, have you never read what David did when he was in need and hungry? And he and those with him, verse 26, how he went into the house of God in the days of Abiathar the high priest, and ate the showbread, which is not lawful to eat except for the priest, and also gave some to those who are with him. Verse 27. And he said to them, listen to this, and I'm closing. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. What I'm saying to you guys is this. Don't look at this legalistically. Don't look at it as if, you know, well, God's going to punish me if I don't. Or, or you know, we've got, to, we've got to do some weird stuff or whatever. That's not what I'm saying. Here's what God said. God said he understood. Just, Jesus just said it. Jesus said to, to the Pharisees, the disciples, were, they, were, they were picking up grain. On the Sabbath. And Jesus said to them, listen, y'all got it wrong. He said, man wasn't made for the Sabbath, but Sabbath's made for the man. In other words, it's your choice. God's giving you the opportunity to rest. God's giving you one day off a week. And I know that some of you are working your fingers to the bone. And man, you just running and running and running. But listen, I promise you, one day off will do you better than seven days on. Y'all said we want to grow, right? I'm a very engaged person, very engaged, very engaged in the community, very engaged with people, very engaged, and people are calling, and people are asking us to come and do all these things. So I have to be careful to set aside one day out of the week. Now, you say, well, Pastor Love, what what do you do on that day of rest? Well, what, what do we do? Well, the question is, what do you not do? on that day of rest. On that day of rest, we don't do anything pertaining to work. No emails, no work-related phone calls. We'll do anything related to work. We take some time and we just enjoy ourselves. And I'm learning to rest with my wife. I'm learning just to be at home and just be there with her and watch a movie and Go grab something to eat if we desire or whatever the case, but, but I don't do anything. I, you know, and I'm so tempted y'all. I'm so tempted all the time to grab my laptop and look up some emails and, and and Satan will start bringing all types of things in your mind, all kinds of stuff. You're trying to rest and man, all types of stuff will be coming up and listen, it's going to take, it's going to take a few months. For you to finally get out of the habit of, of reaching for that work because, because you're so accustomed to working. And you have, listen, you have an amazing work ethic. Now we have to teach you an amazing rest ethic. Amen. Amen. I can't tell you the number of times I've gone to the hospital and talked to people, doctors didn't know what was wrong with them. They couldn't figure it out. There was one person that went back to the doctor three times back to back. They kept going back to the doctor. Had no idea what was wrong with him. I asked him, I said, when was the last time you you took vacation? They said, I I don't don't know. I can't remember the last time I I took vacation. I said, you know, I believe God is saying to you that you need some rest. You need to unplug. You know, uh, we've been talking about it here. There, there's going to come a season where I've got to take a sabbatical. Amen. There's a season that's coming where I've got to take some time away from the church and time away from preaching and time away from the, uh, the laborious tasks of studying and preparing sermons. There come a time I've got I've to take some rest where I can go and be refreshed. I've been, I've been preaching uh, for almost 26 years. And, and I've I don't. i I've taken some vacation, but never taken a sabbatical. Because even on vacation, I'm still preparing for the sermon that's coming up the week following. So I'm learning to do that, just like you guys are learning. I want to be a great... I, y'all know what rest feels so good. He said, sure, do it feels so good. Don't, it don't mean that you're lazy. It just means that you're honoring God. If you want to live a long time, get you some rest. Woo. Get you some rest Get you some rest Listen that job ain't going nowhere That church isn't going anywhere It's gonna be just going to be sitting right there when you get through Watch this, them bills not going anywhere Listen, take your day rest. You know what's going to happen? Your eyes are going to start to clear up Your skin start to clear up You start smiling again you start loving people again. You start noticing your wife and noticing your husband, noticing your family again. There's a lot of benefits with just taking some time and just, just right, your mind clears up. Because the reality is, listen, there are so many people dying before their time because they've worked themselves to death. Listen, let me tell y'all something. Y'all look at me, look at me. Everybody look at me. Solomon, one of the richest man who ever lived. Let me tell y'all something. Here's what the Bible says. Solomon, the Bible says that whatever Solomon saw, if he wanted it, he bought it. If Solomon was coming through Longview and saw this building and says, I want that building in my backyard. It didn't make any difference what they said. Well, Lord, you got to give me $20 million. He would say done. Solomon have this building picked up, taken to his backyard and planted somewhere back there. He would do that. He said, said, I didn't deny myself any pleasures. What what Solomon said. But watch this. Solomon said after he he got all those things and collected all of that stuff. Here's what Solomon said. He said he looked at it. And it was all vanity. It was all vanity. I've never. Y'all better hear me. I've never been to the hospital. Of a person who was dying. I've never been to the hospital of a person who was dying. I've never heard a person say, I wish I had worked harder. I've never heard a person say, I wish I'd worked more. Just about every person I go talk to is on their deathbed. I should have took more time with my family. I should have rested some more. I should have took some more time to take care of me to see about my body. My body was telling me all the time. I was getting cramps and weird things were happening. And I'm I'm standing up and my I don't feel my legs sometimes. And weird things. My body's telling me that all the time that you need to rest. Some of you just need to rest. You need to rest. Will you bow? Father, thank you, God, for this strong and powerful and challenging message to all of us. Father, the fourth commandment wasn't meant to be overlooked. It's a principle, not legalistic. It's a principle. Cuz God, you you desire that we that we take that day of rest so that we can be refreshed and so we won't grow weary. God, that's why you put it there so we won't grow weary while doing